I love the fact that we got to enjoy different things on different days, that you didn't have to sit through three nights of prelims that were like the exact same thing over and over. I loved that they had actual talent people judging the talents. I love that there was like diverse body types up there. You know, not all 11 of the top 11 were just like a size zero and I freaking love that. But every single one of them was fit and I tip my hat to Robin and her whole team and the entire class of 2023. I think they are just some of the most wonderful women, accomplished women, and it's the reason why we all did pageants in the first place. Miss America finals were last night. And let me just tell you, Miss America is back. And whether you like that or you don't like that, this is the Miss America that I competed in 10 years ago. If you're new here, I'm Coach Megan. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. And let's get right into it. So back when I competed in 2014 for Miss America, we had swimsuit, we had glam, we had what actually matters. We had, you had to be a well-balanced it girl who had it all, who was smart, who could speak, who could walk, who worked on her fitness, who was everything. And it was amazing. I had an amazing time at Miss America. It was super fun. And I just wish I wasn't 21 so I could have actually had a chance. <laughs> it wasn't because I was 21. It was because it was like my third pageant real pageant, like ever. And gosh, it was just so refreshing. I was messaging Robin yesterday and I was just like, first of all, I'm so proud of you. Not that you need me to be proud of you, but I was just like, wow, you should be so proud of yourself because it is no small feat to change, like turn that cruise ship, right? Cruise ship is a pretty big thing. You got to turn it like one little notch at a time, right? And even though I know a lot of decisions were down to the wire and communication is always really hard with all the vendors and the production team and the streaming service and the contestants and the judges and the MCs, right? There's so many moving parts that go into a mega event like this. And I just, I thought it was just top notch. So I just want to go through what I loved tip to tail. First of all, couldn't have picked a better Miss America. Called it, called it, called it. I love Maddie. I was talking to her before the show yesterday and I was just like, girl, you have the anointing. And I was just like, it's you. Like, I just knew it. I, just, I think we all knew it. You know what I mean? And not that there weren't stellar, amazing people. We had several clients competing and I mean, it was a tough class, but that's how it should be. It should be a tough class. It should be, oh my gosh, how are they going to pick a top 11? Other things I loved, I didn't think that I would love this, but like, I loved the fact that they didn't announce who the people's choice was. And who knows that people's choice person could have gotten into the finals, you know, into the top five. I think that's really cool. Things that I've mixed emotions about are that there were different judges on all three days. So prelim judges were different than talent judges than finals judges. But I loved the Miss America's Got Talent. How did you guys feel about that? I, I seriously post on our Instagram or tell me like in the comments on YouTube, but I loved it. I mean, it was long, right? But I loved the fact that we got to enjoy different things on different days that you didn't have to sit through three nights of prelims that were like the exact same thing over and over. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that. I loved the fact that we got to enjoy different things on different days that you didn't have to sit through three nights of prelims that were like the exact same thing over and over. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that. I loved the fact that we got to enjoy different things on different days that you didn't have to sit through three nights of prelims that were like the exact same thing over and over. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that. I loved the fact that we got to enjoy 
different things on different days that you didn't have to sit through three nights of prelims that were like the exact same thing over and over. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that. Or should I say like my ADHD maybe enjoyed that. And I just loved how much stage time every single girl got. What was frustrating about prelims before is if you watched Miss America Forever, you know this, but like you'd have a really heavy day of prelims or maybe you did like all the hard stuff like talent and on stage question and then you'd like just have evening gown one night and then you'd just have swimsuit one night and so you were just waiting backstage for like three hours to do nothing I would much rather be a full participant and get to do a bunch of things over the course of two nights even if it's a longer night when you're just more active so That was really fun to watch, and I can't wait to dialogue with more of our clients when they come back of what they liked, what they didn't. Maybe we can have some of them on. That'd be kind of fun on the podcast. But overall, it was just an amazing show, and Miss America actually was a show rather than like something depressing where it's just speaking the entire time. And the other part of it that... So yeah, mixed emotions about different judges because it's very interesting... I mean, I think Maddie would have won with a lot of different sets of judges, but it's just interesting, right? Because the judges that got the people into the top 11 are not the same judges that are judging the top 11. So that's where I was very shocked by two of the members in the top five. I mean, you know, no one's a fortune teller when it comes to that. They're all extremely capable people. But one thing that I thought was really cool was that the top 11 just seemed like such kind people. And again, you can't judge a book by its cover, I suppose. But man, when they dropped right into a fitness and then the interview portion, on stage interview. I thought that was the smartest thing. Hats off to Robin. The smartest thing you could have ever done in pageantry to show people what we're actually all about. And I mean, selfishly job security for me for literally ever. So I was just like, yeah, like way to actually showcase people's intelligence. Now, do I think that the card thing was a little rigged? I do. I do. I think that they had a certain question in mind, like, oh, Rhode Island got the political question, and Texas got the question where she could talk about police officers. Like, that was not an accident. If I'm a candidate, I like that, because it seemed like it was completely tailored to each person, right? So, like, I probably would have gotten the women question, (laughs) and I would have rocked that all day, right? So, I mean, if they were doing that in their favor, cool, whatever, you know. But I really, really enjoyed it. I thought all 11 contestants were extremely brilliant and diverse. And I love seeing all the Midwest girls in there. And it was just like really nice to see because normally you get the coasts, you get Texas, and it's like, okay, we get it. You guys have more resources, you know? But um, we had Kansas in there. We had Colorado in there. You know, Rhode Island is a very small pageant. And so it really seemed like the girls who showed up and did their best, got rewarded, you know? And I'm sure the point totals were extremely close between, you know, the top 11 and the top 15, the top 15 and the top 20. I personally had like a solid top 20 of people that I thought were very much candidates in there. But, you know, out of that top 20, I had the 11 in there that they selected for the most part, other than I think one person. But then once I saw them compete again, I was like, okay, yeah, like this makes sense 100%. So yeah, I just thought the pageant made sense. And having competed you know, at both of Miss Miss USA and Miss America national pageants, sometimes it just doesn't feel that way. Sometimes it feels like you're there and the the whole story is already told before you even get there. And again, I'm going to talk to all my candidates of kind of how they felt, but it just felt like it was actually a fair pageant. And so I, I admire that, you know, 
I thought the caliber of judges was incredible. I loved that they had actual talent people judging the talent and yet a girl with a her story one, you know, because that was an incredible talent. Like it was a moving monologue. It was something that actually was performed extremely well. It was thought through. It had music. It had literary devices in there and how she wrote it. Like it was, it was brilliant. And so I just loved that they really celebrated people that were authentic to themselves. I love that there was like diverse body types up there. You know, not all 11 of the top 11 were just like a size zero. And I freaking love that. But every single one of them was fit. Every single one of them works on themselves. You know, like it was just, they looked healthy. They looked healthy. They looked normal, you know, and I really appreciated that. I The only part I thought was kind of weird was I thought the top five was actually the weaker of the talents. So that's interesting. However, you know, talent is one phase of competition, whereas evening gown and, and fitness are two phases of competition. So for example, if somebody did really well in those two phases and not so good in the, or, or really good in talent and not so good in those two phases, as opposed to really good in fitness and evening gown and not so good in talent, it's two phases of competition versus one. And then the onstage question portion. However, I think also the top five, there were two members of the top five that I just thought didn't do as well in the onstage question portion. So, I mean, but I'm one opinion, right? Like I'm not, I'm certainly not the only opinion. I thought Texas and Colorado were an incredibly deserving first and second runner up. Indiana came out of nowhere. Freaking love her. Indiana, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but you're amazing. I love your spirit. Everything you did was anointed and literally every time, I hope somebody sends this to her. Someone send this to, to Sydney. But literally every time she came on stage in the top 11, I like wanted, I, my whole family was crying. There was just this like literal anointing on her that I was like, you are just doing your thing, girl. And it's proof that there's a light that shines around you and you're making an impact even if you don't end up with a crown. So, you know what? I hope someone sends this to her. It's because she's awesome and just, I'm like, wow, totally see why you won Indiana. I mean, that was a no-brainer. And just, I felt like everybody just performed with such soul and heart and authenticity. And I feel like that was actually like, that was allowed to be celebrated this year. As opposed to past years where it was like, don't be feminine, wear a boring dress everything, nothing to see here. We are Miss America. It is serious. And it's just like, it's not what people want at all. And I think Maddie is going to be, how do I want to say this politely? I think Maddie is going to be universally a role model that people look up to. And it is very important that a Miss America, in my opinion, and a Miss USA, and a Miss whatever, can be somebody that people relate to in many aspects. And I think for the past few years, because of the way that the brand was going, right, wrong, or otherwise, we've had amazing Miss Americas. We haven't had anybody that's like, oh, you you did a disservice. You're terrible, blah, blah, blah. No, I think everybody's worked hard. They're amazing in their own right. And obviously it was their time to do their thing, right? And I think we are getting back to a lot of honestly what Volunteer has been trying to do for the last couple of years and has been doing successfully that they are going for beauty and brains. They're like, she can be everything. She's not just smart. And I feel like in the last couple of years, not that the Miss Americas haven't been beautiful, certainly, because they are obviously, but there's been so much of an emphasis of like, take us seriously. We have a place in this world that there wasn't that magic of there still needs to be the Disney princess effect. There still needs to be the effect of Miss America is so beautiful that when she walks in, people just want to be her, right? And the, and beauty comes in a million different ways, and I'm I'm really not judging anybody. I'm I'm simply just saying Maddie has that, and I think it's so apparent. 
And so, you know, she glides into a room and she also can be just as beautiful in her army or her Air Force uniform. And she's going to Harvard and, you know, all these kinds of things. And so I'm just really excited for how she opens doors of opportunity for other people to see themselves being involved in the organization. And, and I think overall the top 11 is a representation of that. And yeah, just if people like, if states like Kansas and Rhode Island and these, you know, smaller pageant states can get into the top 11, I hope it just encourages people like work hard, have a brand, show up. And if you earned it, you earned it, you know, and that's just so beautiful because that's what it should be. It shouldn't be rigged and it shouldn't just be like whoever has the most social media followers or whatever crap. So I really, really liked that. I really liked a few of the dresses this year. Um, I think two-tone is still absolutely in. I think you're seeing a lot more unique, like let's talk fashion real quick. So, um, and I'm going to pull up my phone to see some of these dresses, but I, I, I'm really seeing sparkle combined with like velvet or not just velvet, but like black material or liquid beading. So like we had Massachusetts dress, which shout out to Massachusetts. I think you had the best dress in all of Miss America. That is my opinion. So shout out to Chelsea. I think you rocked it. This is so beautiful with the the choker halter and then the, the deep V sparkles and then the side cutouts with a slit. I think darn near everybody in Miss America had a slit in their dress this year, which you would not have seen a couple of years ago because A, we weren't even allowed to see the dresses on stage like my sister's year, LOL. But I think I'm looking, I think everybody in the top 11, almost all, had a slit in their dress, right, wrong, or otherwise. So, and obviously Maddie's was a little bit different. She didn't necessarily have a slit, but she had like a deep V in the front and then a lot of chiffon flowy, which just fit her body type so perfectly. So beautiful. I love watching it. And now one of our clients is the new Miss Colorado, which is so fun. So um, Sparkle is definitely back. Shoulder pads are back. Freaking love shoulder pads. Army military style angles are very in right now. Very, very, very in. So edgy girls like me who have always wanted to have more daring looks. Now is the time. Now is totally the time. Deep V's, totally okay. Slits in your dress, totally okay. Like gone are the days of boring Miss America. I loved Oklahoma's gown. Beautiful, sunny. Her dress was beautiful. Cutouts on the side you know, sparkle, sparkle from head to toe, just classic. I love how it was a very modest slit that cut more along like her side uh, or her lower thigh. Oh, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. What I didn't like, just be very mindful, you guys, this year of like, and I don't want to call anybody out. That's not the kind of person that I am, but just be very mindful of like, if it looks like your dress has been done before, don't do it. Like try and add some element that's just new. Even if you take a dress off the rack and you add like a shoulder little flounce, like a lot of like what's really popular right now is like jewels coming down on the shoulder. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing. If not, subscribe to YouTube. But like plain is out, okay? I'd say I'm looking at everybody in the top 15. Uh, big puffy sleeves are in. Weird flowers around your neck. Texture totally in right now. Deep V's totally in. Some aspect of, some aspect of sparkle, except for Maddie's dress, I will say. Maddie's dress was the only one that really, I mean, she had sparkle like right at the, like her belly button, but she also has the body type where she can wear something really classic. And the fact that the dress had tons of train and she could play with it, she knew how to work that dress and she knew how to make it 
work on the stage. Here's another thing too that people forget. If you, like the worse your walk is, the more I feel like you need something in terms of your dress to distract people from the fact that your walk isn't that good. The best walkers typically can have the, I wouldn't say simplest dresses, but like, let's look at Miss Universe, okay? You ain't seeing nobody wear a big chiffon gown that they're just whooping it around all the time, right? So it's mostly like high slit on the side, fully beaded in some aspect, <laughs> possibly see-through, and they're walking the crap out of it, right? They don't need a whole lot of bells and whistles. They're really letting the walk work for themselves. So look at what your style is. Is it edgy? Is it classic? Is it somewhere in between? Is it both? Like I would describe my style as edgy, but also classic. So like I like classic pieces, but I want them to have some kind of a angular line to it almost always, or like, or I'll cut something out of something just to make it look a bit more custom. And that's super, super, super important. But another thing to be mindful of too is, so going back to the walk thing, first of all, I'll talk about the word classic. Have that be a mile marker for you of like making sure that you're picking a dress that represents where you think that you can be the next time you compete at your pageant. Of course, what is also representative of what just works well in your organization, right? Like don't wear like a super, super skimpy dress if you're in a high school scholarship pageant, like doing NAM, you know what I mean? Like that's just not going to work well. Like if you're a teen, you're wearing a ball gown, you know, like that is, that's what's happening, you know, for the most part and in teen in general, right? So you have to know what your organization's looking for. And then you have to know like what actually looks good on your body and then what's in fashion and how good is your walk, you know? So, and then really work hard to get your walk to where it needs to be. You know, we're working super hard on that with our clients this year as a focus because, you know, our our girls win interview obviously a lot and I want them to win everything. (laughs) So we just hired a a new walking coach that's going to be working with all of our clients because I'm leaving no stone unturned. We are coming in full force in 2024, you know? So yeah. And the last thing is with the, with the concept of classic, almost every single one of our clients that we work with is like, I love classic. I'm old Hollywood. I'm this more classic than old Hollywood. But I will say that classic can look old really, 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 really quickly. Just make sure that whoever is advising you on your dress and your outfits, old Hollywood or classic can look old real quick. And they're not the same thing. You can still be modern and have a very classic look. Like for example, Amelia, Miss New York. I don't know if you guys saw her interview outfit, that yellow and black, still very classy. Like the, the leg length is below the knee, right? Like it was more of a midi length dress, but the fact that it's yellow and black and the style, if you can see on YouTube, the, the style that it was with kind of the halter neckline and then the cross pattern is very modern, is very New York, is very like high fashion looking. And so I love that even though it's so classy at the same time, right? It fit her figure really well. She's got like a classic pump on her hair. You know, uh, I love how people were doing more of like the bun and like not so teased hair with kind of like loose curls. I love how Miss America is adapting and it is not your grandma's Miss America anymore. Like there's just so much more liberty when it comes to how you can put your best foot forward when it comes to style. So those are my biggest thoughts when it comes to Miss America. 
the show, the production. I thought the MCs were fantastic. I thought it was brilliant of Robin to not put the show on NBC, ABC, and try and have the pressure of getting it right the first time in a new location on a network. I thought it was brilliant. And they, I mean, I would do that every year if I were them to just make people pay for it. 99 bucks, you know, for five shows, if not six, I thought was very reasonable compared to you're going to pay a hundred bucks at least, at least you guys, a ticket to go to anything. And then another 160 bucks, I think it was for visitation, you know, after the show and things like that. Like if you actually want to talk to title holders, it's so expensive to go. So 99 bucks to watch from home was a blast and I'm happy to contribute, you know, to the organization as well. And I thought it was a marvelous show. Like I said, I love the talent show. I love that they had, you know, sisters emceeing it that are formers. Um, I told my sister, I was like, we should ask Robin if we can emcee that next year. That'd be so fun. I'm like legit going to ask. So mark my words. Prelims were great. I love that the Miss America and Miss America's teen emceed prelims. I'm like, give them FaceTime. They've been working all year let them have a voice, show people that they're intelligent, like, they're free, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to, like, you don't need to pay MCs, they're totally capable people, like, this is what you you literally crowned them to do, is to be able to speak, so I love that, and then I thought Terrence J, and I can't think of the other girl's name, Maria, is that her name? I thought they did a really good job, they had great banter, and I love the flexibility of, like, when they were calling out Bob, and all these things, just having fun, and, like, realizing that this doesn't need to just be this, like, you know, serious thing. Like, this is a fun competition. I love the gown parade. I love the fitness dance. And I know people competing might have mixed feelings because, like, the last thing you want to do sometimes after you haven't gotten top 11 is, like, go back on stage. But for everybody else, for your parents that paid to be there, for, you know, everything, like, they got so much stage time. They got to introduce themselves. Like, just, it was so good in terms of, like, if you are putting so much money to get to Miss America and you've worked so hard... You might as well get as much FaceTime and stage time as you possibly can. And let me tell you, in other years, like my sister's year, they eliminated evening gown. So she literally didn't even get to compete in evening gown, even though they were expected to spend thousands of dollars on a dress. They made them sit in their evening gowns on stage. They got to introduce themselves for five seconds in awkward rows based off of what you majored in in college. And then they were off stage the rest of the night. It was so bad. And it was a whole mess. Like, that was just such a bad, ugh, horrible. So this is an amazing production, and the spirit of Miss America is back. I think thousands of girls are going to join the program because of crowning Maddie and because of the way that the production went. And just, again, I tip my hat to Robin and her whole team and the entire class of 2023. I think they are just some of the most wonderful women, accomplished women, and it's the reason why we all did pageants in the first place. You know, it's just so exciting. So... I just love that there are so many amazing programs for people to compete in now. Miss USA finally announced some of their dates this week, which is great. So I'm excited and we'll keep you guys posted on all of that because I know a lot of you guys have been waiting for that for a long time. And as always, if you're ready to place higher, guaranteed, or win your pageant this year, click the link below to book a free strategy call with me. You must be 13 or older, and if you have, um, if you're a teenager, please have a parent or guardian on the phone because they're usually the one helping you make that decision. And we're looking for people that really, really want to commit to making top 15, 10, 5, or winning this year, which is why we have a place higher guarantee when you join our academy. So if you're really dedicated and you know that this is the year that you want to make your dreams come true, then we'd be honored to help you get there. All right, y'all. I'll see you next week. Bye.